0: Hi, I'm Jamie Wincap. Hi, I'm Dick Johnson. Hi, I'm Garth Tanner. You're listening to the
1: V8, V8 Insiders.
0: It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the
2: V8
3: Insiders.
2: Now, here's your host, Craig Revel. This week we look at the Dunlop series following a big weekend in Queensland.
3: We just turned up and did our best.
2: And why did James Courtney decide to stay at HRT?
1: Put in a lot of hard work at HRT as, as, um, as Steve has. It's all coming up today as the red lights go out on another
3: edition of the V8
2: Insiders.
3: Take in the V8 of the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. This news update is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes.
2: Hi, this is Will Davison
0: from the Pepsi Max crew for Performance Racing, and you are listening to the V8 Insiders.
2: Here's news brought to you by No Brack Carbon Fibre Products. News this week is that Adrian Burgess has been announced as replacing Steve Hallam at Walkinshaw Performance in 2014. It will see Burgess link back up with James Courtney, the man who he took to a championship at Dick Johnson Racing before moving to Red Bull Racing Australia. The V8 Insiders interviewed Burgess on Tuesday for a forthcoming special in the lead-up to the Bathurst 1000 event. And we asked Burgess if he was still enjoying being involved in the V8 Supercar Series.
4: I'm loving it. It's a very, it's a very good series. Very competitive um, and... Uh, um yeah there's still a degree where the human element can make a difference um which is good it's not all about money it's not all about it's not all about budget I mean this year I mean you know up to queensland Raceway there's been ten different winners i mean that's uh, a staggering uh, achievement in any formula in in the modern day so I think um yeah the implementation of the car has been good is and good for the championship which makes it uh, interesting for people like myself.
2: Roland Dane is reportedly taking immediate control of Red Bull Racing Australia in place of Burgess and interestingly enough this year Red Bull Racing Australia or Triple Eight Race Engineering is running a wildcard in the Bathurst event and I asked Burgess about how much extra work having the wild card was putting on the team. Obviously with Burgess's departure that workload will increase, but this is what Adrian said about taking on the extra car in the lead-up to the 1000.
4: Um, I don't think it's. Uh, I mean, for us this year, I don't think it's going to impact on our uh, preparations for Rebel Racing Australia. I mean, we've got a lot of uh, a lot of good staff. Um, we've got a lot of staff even at the factory that don't travel anymore and have been part of the race team in in previous years and have. Uh, gone through that emotion and that build-up of uh, the Bathurst week, so they they know what the challenge, uh, what the challenge is in front of us. So um, I'm I'm quite happy that we can uh, field a very uh, competitive third en- entry without it um, impacting on on the uh, on the primary goal, which is obviously Red Bull Racing Australia. And, and if it was going to impact on it, then it's uh, it's probably something that we wouldn't take on. So. Um, you know, only time will tell, and we'll we'll see on Sunday afternoon whether whether it's uh, taken a toll on our preparations or not. But at this stage, I don't think it will. Uh, it shouldn't hinder us in any way.
2: The Purtec Endurance Cup was announced by CEO of the V8 Supercars, James Warburton and he believes that recognizing the most consistent team across the Sandown Bathurst and Gold Coast events will be a trophy that everyone will covet.
3: You know I think again, you know just that representation of the penultimate events and the enduro events for drivers, they all want to win them, you know, teams and drivers all want to win them. So to then have a great trophy like this I think is just brilliant.
2: Pertec will commission a new trophy every year with sculptor James Corbett making the trophy from Pertec fittings and hoses.
5: Normally my sculptures are of things, not necessarily of trophies, but the more I thought about it, the more I thought, yes, I can do something that hopefully is, is really nice.
2: Jack Perkins talked to the V8 Insiders following his win in Queensland about the Dunlop Series and his view on the races getting cut. Certainly, it was based on Casey Stoner's tweet about the series being a joke. Yeah, it's tough. I know what Casey means. I mean, it's difficult to get into a race rhythm, but unfortunately, the, the again the politicalness of the, the the TV thing with the live stuff. It's just it is what it is. The, the TV performance and having Casey in the fields helped us all get sponsors. So we, you know we need to be thankful that Casey's a part of that and helped it uh, helped us get get that live TV. But it's just part of it all. I mean. Sure, Tracy Grimshaw is not happy sometimes when a current affair gets cut short because there's a a news break or something. It's just, unfortunately, it's part of it. I don't have a simple solution for you, but longer races would be nice, and then that's more kilometres on the equipment and more time on the schedule, and it's not a quick fix, that's for sure. For the weekend where young winners were the theme at Queensland, it continued in the Dunlop series as Andre Heimgardner took his maiden win.
1: Yeah, it was good, you know, we didn't get the start that we wanted but um, I managed to call those paces back and the finance easy car just had awesome pace and has had it the whole weekend and unfortunately I wasn't able to qualify it um, where it deserved to be so hopefully we get a good start for the next race and we can move forward. Important time of year to start putting these sort of results on. Yeah, obviously with this being the end of the year and all the enduro drivers I'm racing against like it's, it's good um, that I need to bring like my A game and i got to prove that I am as good as anyone else here. Yeah. The drivers
2: in the Dunlop series on. Um... Really, in a great mood. Perkins and Dan Gord having a good little banter at the press conference. And questions? Go Craig.
0: Sexuality of Jack. <laughs> oh, I knew it. Jack?
2: I <laughs> thought you were
0: teammates. He's just helped you through the weekend. You've forgotten already. I've had to share a room with him all weekend. It's been. You say that like it's a bad thing, mate.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know what colour underwear he's got on today anyway, so anyone...
2: Sorry. Are getting serious <laughs>
0: Yeah. I've just thought I'd be at a clown and then... Throw a serious one in there. He lives with, he lives with Reynolds. Yeah, that's your answer. <laughs> Got the green and white on as well. Don't judge me for that, by the way.
3: It's a one-bedroom apartment, mate. We can <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, there's two singles. A <laughs> few guys.
4: You <laughs>
2: bunks, yeah, bunk beds. Steve Owen has spoken about his laps preparing for the endurance racing after a podium second place, in fact, at Queensland Raceway in the Dunlop Series
4: a great opportunity to come and do this in the Fujitsu series, also Dunlop Donlop series, because the cars are so different. I didn't think I'd need to, but I'm glad I did, because in, in hindsight, it's been a great move.
2: But will there be an exodus of drivers from the series once the endurance races start? So if anyone's going to bolster the grid, it'll be the next round at Winton, so you might see some Victorian teams, but other than that, it won't make a difference because you won't be eligible to run at Bathurst.
1: Uh, yeah, Homebush might be a bit lean.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cars be, left. We'll,
0: oh, we'll, ten cars.
1: we'll all be out of money and out of desire to do it.
2: <laughs> it's great having thirty one on the grid, I hope we can keep it that way. Steve Hallam talked about what's keeping James Courtney at the HRT means for walk and shore performance.
0: Um, I personally think it's very important, particularly with the calibre of drivers that we have. Um, They're at the top of their game, Uh, they understand the car, they feel the car very well, and they have a very strong relationship with the engineers. And it's the the driver-engineer relationship which will ultimately unlock and subsequently stabilized the performance of these cars um, both James and Garth uh, to have them in the same team as I said earlier the relationship they had is have is very healthy they're very competitive they respect one another and um, it's just good for
2: it's good all round. but Hallam was reluctant to talk about who will be the third driver at the Ray Hull, show Performance Team.
0: Um, well, that's another topic um, which uh, we're working on in the background, but today's about James.
2: You'll hear more from James Courtney coming up on this week's White Flag Lap about his reason to stay. But finally, Ryan Briscoe will join Russell Ingall for the Enduros. Briscoe, who's been part-time IndyCar participation this year, Finally, Ryan Briscoe will join Russell Ingall for the Enduros this year. Briscoe, who's been a part-time IndyCar participant this year, might be auditioning for a return home to Australia with the super-cheap Autos car looking for a new driver in 2014. On this week's Roundtable, Adrian Mussolino and Paul Marinelli will look at the week leading up look at a big week in v8 supercars Uh, but that's the news now on the v8 insiders brought to you by nobrac carbon fiber products check out the entire range today at www.nobrac.com.au that's n-o-b-r-a-c.com.au
3: news on the v8 insiders is brought to you by the official v8x magazine facebook page sign up and keep in touch with v8 supercars
0: Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders.
3: You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Craig Lounce. You're listening to V8 Insiders.
2: Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week are Paul Marinelli and Adrian Mussolino. Good evening, Good evening, fellas.
5: Italian's with you today.
2: It is. It's a very Italian show, Adrian. Yes,
5: it's a um, dream co-driver combination of international drivers,
2: so happy to be here. Yes, uh, Just think, if the Gold Coast was still under its old format, you'd both be eligible. The season of endurance, of course, kicks off very, very soon, and Pertec has announced it's going to be the major sponsors of it, and uh, they've got a whiz-bang new trophy. Will the Endurance Cup, Paul Marinelli, last longer than the Grand Slam?
0: I certainly hope it does because, you know, those three events really do deserve uh, a really good accolade for the, for the driver who, or the driver pairing that are the most successful in all three, and particularly with the Gold Coast now becoming a full-on enduro event uh, as per the other two, Sandown and Bathurst. But I think it, it's worthy of having its own cup and uh, I hope it's something that does have a longer life than the Grand Slam, that's for sure.
2: Adrian, do you even remember the Grand Slam?
5: I do. It was a very short lived concept and it, it it didn't go off sadly. I think was it two million from memory or one million or
0: two, two million million, winner takes all for all three events.
2: It was
5: certainly
2: well, yes, and better. It was certainly. And Garland went
5: close to doing it, but um no, it was a short lived concept, but I think the Enduro Cup has more legs. But, you know, season of endurance the endurance events are what VS Cars is all about. And now that the Gold Coast has been locked in to 2016, I think it's good to have those three married together, and it just um, it, it provides a bit more sort of emphasis on those three events as an entity rather than as individual events. Yeah. It's yeah, interesting to
0: remember how many fans we pick up to watch the Bathurst 1000 each year, and may not watch uh, r- uh, V8 Supercar races all year, but they certainly watch that one now they get wind of this enduro cup happening and that there's still a third event to run and that we should see some carryover and that's getting towards the end of footy and all that sort of stuff too so it should help us in tv ratings and and things like that but um i think you know the, the idea of, of crediting a driver pairing on their results for all three events is a great thing the only thing i haven't heard anything about and correct me if i'm wrong is there any prize money attached to this enduro cup
2: there's a nice trophy what more do you want
0: oh yeah. <laughs> I would have thought the drivers, would, there would have been some cash in it for the drivers,
2: but um, yeah. Well, it's in- interesting you talk about drivers because, uh, Adrian, we've seen Wall and Pith married up there after the, the uh, loss of Alan Simonson. So Brad Jones Racing has locked in their endurance partnership. And uh, I think the thing that everyone's really interested now in is uh, certainly who is going to be driving that wild card for Triple Eight. Yeah, I mean, you have to
5: think that it's Casey Stoner considering his ties with Triple Eight and the fact that he has had main game intentions since day one. It makes sense considering it's a Triple Eight car with Holden support which will reportedly be in Red Bull colours and Casey's obviously very linked to Red Bull so you'd assume it's him. I guess the interest then is who is his co-driver considering most of the other you know, quality drivers are already locked away and you'd think Red Bull would look to someone left the field. Um, Mark Webber's not a, a possibility, given the Japanese gone threes on that day. So it uh, could be a, a few surprises there, I think.
2: Do you think, Paul Marinelli, that it could be Mark Scaife?
0: I have no idea, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Uh, look, knowing Roland Dane, it could be anyone. You know, it could be someone out of Europe. It could be someone out of the States. And who knows? Uh, one thing I do know is that if it is an international... Uh, despite some of the, you, you know, the exceptions we've seen, and there's been very few of them, um, they won't get too well because, you know, you really need people with V8 experience, particularly come Bathurst time and, uh, but, you know, he'll find someone that's competent, there's no doubt about it, I just have no idea who that'll be, and if it is Mark, he's a
5: pretty handy steerer, when he's not in fights, of course. And... <laughs> well, it, it needs to be someone of experience if you're gonna pair them up with Casey Stoner because, as we've seen in the dialogue series, he has pace but, you know, he still has a lot to learn on four wheels. So, you know, to pair him up with a rookie would just be a waste of time. So you need someone of escape experience. Even someone like a Mikasalo or Richard Nine who um, are yeah. sort of tied with anyone, um, that would be a good possibility there to bring an international name in there.
2: It's interesting though that his name pops up after all the controversy we've had over the, the last few weeks and certainly uh, to have a, a page three story on V8 supercars in the Sunday papers, Paul, you know, that's, that's, that's gold. Back in your PR days, that's job done.
0: Oh, it would have been gold for, you know, you, you strive to get that sort of coverage, but, you know, look at how it's happened. It's three months since the the actual thing took place. Uh, all the journalists knew all about it. Um, everyone back here knew all about it straight after it happened. And what, we wait three months till it gets published and everyone's like, oh wow, what a revelation. I think, I think yeah, look, it's good to see it's up the front of the papers. It's for all the wrong reasons. You know, two people punching at each other or uh, behaving like that in a foreign country as supposedly in very senior roles in our sport. I mean, you know, it's just, it, to me, the whole thing, just the fact that it took that long to get published is just really smacks of the lack of integrity that some of the journalists have in our sport. And, you know, generally, if it was anybody else, like we saw with the Brad Jones Racing Crew guy and with Mark Dutton at Triple um, Eight at when they got arrested <laughs> over at Austin, um, you know, that was all over the papers here. They were having a field day with that uh, straight after. But, of course, this was all quiet, quiet, protect, protect your little junkets and let's not get anyone upset. And, uh, you know, it's just selective journalism. And you know, to me, it, it, it was very, very disappointing that, that the whole thing was just sort of uh, covered up for so long. And then suddenly... It's come, and everyone's like thinks it's some sort of incredible revelation, and uh, you got to you got to sort of feel a bit for for both of the people involved because this happened so long ago. Uh, you'd think the whole thing would have been well and truly um, uh, forgotten about by now, but of course, in trying to cover it up whoever was responsible, and I think we all know who that was, um, whoever's tried to cover it up has led to it becoming what it is now, a page three-storey and all over the place and all sorts of abusive comments on Facebook and the social media, the bloody thing's ridiculous. But uh, and the fact that there's been no reprimand or anything from V8 Supercars, well, I think a precedent's now been set, and I'll certainly be instructing any of the drivers I'm involved with to don't worry if you deck someone because nothing's going to happen to you. Mm.
2: I, I guess, Adrian, the, the big thing was that Mark is a commissioner in Vert Supercars. He holds a lot of influence and power. It's It wasn't really until the journals were getting uh, some briefings along the lines of, there's a police report out there, perhaps it was a case of all of a sudden it was all right to report this because other machinations out there are now falling into place where, uh, they want to make a change, and they need more evidence of reasons to make that change.
5: Yeah, it's a difficult one. Journalists, you know, it, it was wait. People were waiting for that police report just to clear things up because there were so many varied stories going around about who was involved and who threw the first punch and what it was over, what it was about. So there was a lot of, you know, contentious issues there, and you had to sort of walk on eggshells a bit especially considering there were two very um, high-up people in in VX Supercars. So, yeah, it is a difficult one. Um, You know, for example, if you weren't there, then who knows what really went on. So it's a difficult one considering as well that Scaife's position as commission leader is coming to an end in October and it seems like he won't run for a second term. So, yeah, it's a very difficult situation to read and... It's just a shame, as Paul said, it's embarrassing for the sport when you have 2 higher high-profile people at a foreign event behaving in such a way. Um, not the sort of headlines you want to make. Mm. Yeah, and then, you know this notion that all
0: publicity is good publicity. Let me tell you, in twenty years in PR, that that is certainly not the case. Mm. Uh, that did not do our sport any favors. All it did was make us make us look like a pack of people that get out, get drunk, and punch on. Um, not everybody, of course, but it just punishes everyone with the same brush. But what's worse is the fact that it was covered up, and the fact that that you know people were encouraged, apparently or allegedly, I'll say, um, that not to cover it, which you know has to, has to have been the case because look at how long it took. And that police report didn't just materialise now. I mean, it's been available for three months if anybody wanted it.
2: Mm, uh, like I said before, in Queensland, people were being briefed that. It would be safe to run that story no repercussions and i think that's what a lot of people were waiting for
0: well what safe from what safe from 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 what from reporting an incident that took place
2: safe from threatening people safe from perhaps losing your credentials or losing hang
0: on a minute (laughs) losing your credentials for reporting a news story now that's that's something very very interesting um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, the whole thing smacks of just, yeah, wrongdoing from the, from the word go to the finally, when it finally got out there and thank goodness it has, because maybe now it'll go away. Um, but no, the whole thing smacks of, um, very, very sh- irresponsible, um, responsible, um, covering up type
5: of activity. It really does. Mm.
2: Well, we need to take a it's break so here.
5: I was just going to add, sorry, I think it's really sad that we go to an international event, this really marquee, big event, first time in America, and we walk away with two arrests and our commission leader involved in a pub role. I just think that's such a bad look for the sport at such an important point. Mm, well, and I think we just need to consider that. We need to... put, your, put yourself in the
0: Austin guys' shoes, the promoters at Circuit circuit of the Americas. Imagine what they thought. Okay, fair enough, we had a couple of crew guys go a bit bananas one of the nights and probably underestimated how strict the police are over there and gave them a bit of lip and then got their face used as breaks in, in return uh, or as basketball as you could say because uh, that's how they deal with issues over there like that when you, when you give them some lip um, and okay they probably let that go because hey some, you know, that happens then this as well you know put yourself in their shoes what,
2: what would you be thinking mm. we need to take a break we'll talk more about it right on the other side
3: you've taken the v8 to the races you watch the action on tv now read about them in v8x magazine v8x magazine dedicated to just one thing v8 supercars showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage.
2: Hi, hi, I'm Alexon Prema from the Fujitsu GRM team and you are listening to the V8 Insider. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders, Craig Gravel. It's Paul Marinelli and the uh, editor in chief of that at Supercar Mar- Magazine in Adrian Mussolino. And, and guys, we'll, we're talking about behaviors. And one behaviour that's been very interesting over the last few events is driver behaviour on the track. We saw an absolutely ballistic couple of races in the Dunlop series, particularly when they got the soft tyres. And, and now we're seeing more and more incidents. That have been creeping into the sport, and uh, Paul, it's it's fascinating that we're seeing more and more crashes, more and more money being torn up repairing cars. Lucky they're so much cheaper to build.
0: <laughs> you think so? <laughs> Talk to some of the team owners. Uh, no, look, uh, the close racing is going to inevitably result in in, in incidents. Um, where where it where it crosses the line is when you, you know there's just just total a total lack of. of um, Consideration for what could eventuate in, in some of these incidents. Now, some of them aren't avoidable, and we all know that. You know, that's all a part of the sport. There's other ones that are avoidable, and I think that's why you've had drivers like Todd... Uh, Kelly come out and make some comments about it, and others have as well. I think the saddest part about it in the Dunlop Series situation was what happened in Queensland, where somehow it was like a Formula One event, and suddenly their race was cut short because of these accidents, and they were told, well, oh, forget it, pack up and go home. And you're like, well, hang on a minute. I mean, surely they they, <laughs> they could have kept them racing for the length of their races. I mean, uh, you know, we're starting to be, uh, take a few uh, Bernie Eccleston pills, I think, in our sport. But, uh, look, the driving standards... They go up and down all the time. I think in the main series it really isn't that bad at all. Um, there are occasional things that happen, but um, you know, I, I think generally it's not that bad. But when things do happen that are blatant, yes, action definitely needs to be
5: taken. That's for sure.
2: I know, Adrian, you were fascinated by Casey Stoner's post about the cut short races.
5: Yeah, he he um, he probably removed it from Twitter after he made a joke. That um, wasn't a joke. It's called the Dunlop Series, a joke considering the length of the races. And yeah, I, I find it difficult to comprehend, especially at an event like Queensland Raceway, where the schedule isn't so compact as it would be at a Bathurst or a Cupsil. Um Surely you can make up the time, make up the room, and, and it's disappointing for those privateer teams who you know have to travel such long distances and get such short amount of race time. Um, The critical thing there I guess is it's on TV but still what sort of race is it when it's only four or five or six laps? Well race, race miles are integral
0: to these guys' experience. That's why you do the Dunlop series and I think that's why Casey was more upset than anything else. Race miles are incredibly important. Um, for these drivers and when you take those miles away from them for no real apparent reason other than you know the scheduling of their other support events or god knows what they were thinking um you just have to wonder don't you and and i know that in some cases the stewards of the meeting do it as a punishment to the drivers to say right you do that sort of thing we'll cut your race short and you and that'll stop you doing it again in the future but you have to keep in mind that these guys are learning as well. So <laughs> things do happen. Some of them dumb, some of them aren't dumb. But, you know, to cut their race like they're just some sort of pissy little support category. I know that they get referred to as a used car lot all the time, but I don't see the Dunlop series that way. I see it as having a very valid place in our sport. And there are people investing millions of dollars, many who can't afford it, uh, in there trying to make a name for themselves. The least they could do is run races to the full distance
2: yeah it is a really tough one for a lot of people just talking about drivers and getting into the game and we see a lot of young drivers they come up through carts they might go formula Ford, and they look like they're on their way and then they just can't take the next step now paul you're a driver manager you manage uh, mark winterbottom david russell for guys like this, you've got two guys at desperate ends of the of the stick, don't you? You've got one that's in the main game and he's a front runner, and then with in you know, Mark Winterbottom, and then you've got um, and then you've got Dave, who is a consummate professional in everything he does, but he just can't seem to make that breakthrough move.
0: Yeah, well, you know it's. it's not just David, there, there are many drivers in that position that have got a lot of talent but you know, unfortunately uh, they don't have that sort of family backing or they don't have that sort of corporate backing that enables them to buy their way in uh, where they go, and quite frankly, it's better that you don't buy your way in because then you're expected to keep paying um, there on end. Particularly the state the sports in at the moment. Um, but look, all we can do is just power on ahead and make the best out of the the situation, and say, look, instead of blowing you know the half a million dollars or something on the, on the Dunlop Series, let's actually get paid a lot of money to do the Enduros with the top team, and that's the position he's currently in with Nissan Motorsport, and it's great. You know, we're um, you know having brought you know some support in as well. he. he brings the talent there it's like four years with the team now and um Hopefully you know some good results in the enduros, and we can re- restructure uh, his career from there and uh, do some other things as well. so you know there's things overseas that we looked at as well, including Lamborghini endurance driving through Asia that he's doing as well again, all of this earning an income, not going out and, and spending to do it because um, he is a driver of that level as, as you've pointed out, um, but you, you do what's within your means and what you can do you obviously keep looking for sponsorship it's all a part of the sport uh, sadly these days. Sponsorship has too much of an influence uh, in whether you get a seat or not. You know, teams are relying on drivers too much uh, to bring the funds in to, to go racing. And, of course, what that does does not give you the 28 best drivers in a series. It gives you the 28 best-funded, or sorry, not all of them, but it gives you a half a field of the best-funded guys in the country, not necessarily the best dri- uh, best drivers in the country.
2: Adrian, you're always looking at, at different drivers and obviously looking at different angles for Different stories for v eight x magazine when you look around and see some of these young talented guys that seem to be on the verge but never quite break through what what do you look at and what do you put it down to?
5: It's unfortunate, I agree with what Paul was saying, and I think another factor involved here is that drivers now have long careers. I mean you look at someone like Russell Ingle, who has been around you know what two decades past um it's very difficult. He has a set seat in the series. He's linked with a sponsor who wants him in that seat, and he isn't going anywhere, and that makes that takes away an opportunity for a young driver. So it's a very tough game to break into, and that's where the Dunlop series is vital, as we were saying. But the problem there is you can get caught in a trap where you remain in that bubble and unable to break through. Um, ho- hopefully with new manufacturers coming in, there's more money there so they can hire based on talent alone. But in this economy, it's very difficult. And I think we'll see sponsors still sort of tying in with the driver and sort of keeping with that as Ingle has done with Supercheek.
2: Do we think that the results of Queensland with McLaughlin and Chasmost at Paul, will make new drivers and and make teams think about going for the most talented driver or the most uh, available young driver over the old stalwart
0: i don't know what young drivers need to do more than what Chaz and scott have done to prove that they can come out of that series without much experience at all and win races and win them dominantly not not just not just you know flash in the pan hey i was in the right spot and i won um, New Zealand, he did, um, Scott raced to a beautiful victory. Uh, Queensland, Bay, those two were just unbelievable, you know. And Chaz, I mean, he just drove away, and you just think, you know, yes, if this doesn't make these guys sit up and think that, hey, if I do invest in talent, I could actually do very, very well for a long, for a long term. As as Adrian pointed out, you know, look how long uh, Mark Winterbottom's been racing in the series four and still at the front. You know, you know when he was picked up by FBR, and I remember it vividly back in 'oh six. You know, he was nowhere. He was 25th or 6th in the championship, and it was really, you know, a, a last-ditch effort uh, by the team to give this young driver a shot. And look at how look at how well it's paid off in terms of results. You know, and. I think this is like 26 wins later, you know, and you just think to yourself, you know, and all the polls and all the rest of it, yeah, all right, there hasn't been a championship and all that, but hopefully that's coming and a Bathurst win, we hope as well. Um, but, you know, that was taking a chance on a young guy and pairing him up with a very experienced guy in Jason Bright at the time, and they just fed off each other and just one becomes faster than the other and they're racing each other. The next thing you know, the young guy's miles in front, and this is what we're seeing with, with Chaz, you know, and it's just beautiful in it to see that a driver that doesn't have huge backing like has has been able to make it and was given a shot Um, and now you know I think the world is his oyster really I mean obviously it's very early in his career but you can see the talent level of him and Scott just absolutely fantastic and uh, if that doesn't open a few of these teams eyes that they need to invest in young talent well I don't know what else young drivers these days need to do and they're just brilliant.
2: Adrian if you're a driver at FPR are you worried about your seat for next year?
5: And that Chaz will be squeezed into that team in, in some capacity. And as Paul said, he, he is something special along with Scott. So he needs to be promoted quickly. And um, I think it's almost certain. Again, we don't know what the situation is with the Ford status. Whether that will remain as a factory football team, all indications are that it will for the short term. But, but again, this is an opportunity for the likes of FPR and VX Supercars as a whole, to really start promoting these guys and, you know, market this generation change. I I can't think of a more sort of obvious and vivid generation change since probably Craig Lounds came on the scene in the mid-90s. And, Mm. you know, VS Supercars needs to take the opportunity here because, you know, let's be honest, in the last few seasons, there's been so few selling points for the series with Jamie walking away with the championships and Bathurst wins. So... We need the, the Mosses and the Maggums and top line drivers, and this is an opportunity too good to miss. And thankfully, it seems both want to stay around and, you know, won't be tempted by NASCAR or. Europe or whatever so that's
1: encouraging hmm. it, it, I
0: think also
5: one of the things with Queensland that was just fantastic
0: was to see all the top drivers actually give a, a, a slap on the back to, to Chaz and to Scott for their results in the weekend each and every single one of them on the podium and the other ones that we interviewed later all said the same thing and that shows the sport's come a long way too that instead of trying to get these guys out of the sport because they're worried about their drives and they're worried, of, you know, these guys are confident enough in their ability to be able to say that, you know, hey, great to see Chaz and Scott get a result, great to see the young guys here you know, give us a push and show us what they can do. That, that's exactly what you want. You know, you want to see good sportsmanship and you want to see these guys having to push harder because these whippersnappers are on their heels and uh, we need more of it in the sport,
1: quite frankly.
2: Mm. Well, guys, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you both. And, uh, of course, v Magazine is on sale now.
1: Yes, it is. And um, we
5: have an exciting Bathurst issue coming up. Um, which will be on sale just before the Sandman 500. So stay tuned for that one.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, before that, Winton, I look forward to catching up with you there, Paul.
0: I look forward to winter too and the rest of the season. I think the uh, Enduro Cup is going to be fantastic and uh, looking, looking forward to a really good, strong second half of the season and hopefully the sport um, uh, recovering from the current situation it's in and getting better and stronger and uh, a heap more fans along the way, we hope. And A great TV deal for the future, let's yeah. hope.
2: The white flag lap is up next. We hear from James Courtney and find out more of the reasons why he's staying. At HRT.
0: To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at V8 Insiders at sportradio.com.au. Stay
3: tuned for more. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X magazine, dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-pack magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now.
0: Hi, I'm Jonathan Webb from Techno Autosports, and you're listening to V8 Insights.
2: On this week's Y-Flag Lab, brought to you by Munro Shock Absorbers, James Courtney has re-signed with HRT. Here's what he told the V8 Insiders about his decision.
1: Yeah, it's, um, (laughs) excuse me, the first round, it's, you know, it's been a lot of work and and, I think everyone can see what we've been doing and... and, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I wanted to stay here. We've put in enough work, and the, you know, the results are starting to head in the right direction. Um, so, look, it was uh, for me, it was a pretty easy, easy choice to stay when when uh, they said they wanted me to stay, and, and I wanted to stay. So it's, uh, you know, it worked out really well. When it's a bad position to be in to negotiate when they already know
2: you don't want to move, is it difficult to sort of hedge the negotiation by saying to Alan, I want to stay, but then you have to sort of with the team. Say, well, I've got all these options because obviously you're cheaper if they know you want to be
1: there. Yeah, that's, that's that's why Alan's my manager, so he deals with all that stuff. I just tell him what I want to do, and then he uh, he sorts it all out. So it's um, yeah, I got no input on that side of thing. He just says, rightio yeah, it's it's done," and sign the paper. So it's um, so yeah, all that stuff's down to him. So I don't I don't uh, get involved. Obviously,
2: the speculation that everyone in the media's had on about when your future's gonna be decided. Has that prompted the reason why the uh, media conference was today or was there a plan that you'd you'd do it all before you left here?
1: No, it's um you know we're planning for Alan to come out <coughs> excuse me and try and get it uh try and get it all done here at this round and, and uh, you know there's obviously we didn't. He didn't just arrive here and say, "Hey, we want to do it." It was, um, you know, they were conversing over email and over the phone to to uh, to get it all done, and then uh, we decided this was the time to do it. So he came out and, and finalized everything, and and, uh, and it was done. So, so
2: literally, the inks drying on the form now, or you
1: signed it at the beginning of the weekend? No, no, no. Yeah, just did. So it's um, it was all. It's um, yeah. Fresh.
2: That's all we have time for this week on the show as the checkered flag wades over another edition of the V8 Insiders. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us
3: next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.